Luke chapter 10, verse 38. Now it came to pass, as they went, that he entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving, and came to him and said, Lord, doest thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful. And Mary had chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, I pray tonight that you bless everyone that's come and teach us some of these great truths that we can live by, principles in our life, Lord, that we can live by. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I had one of the first things, and I don't know if I even got anything wrote down about this, but there's one thing I, I learned when I first got into the ministry and uh, serving the Lord. Uh, you can't watch what somebody else does serving the Lord and complain. Uh, remember this, you, you don't serve people, you serve the Lord. Now, I mean, you serve people, but why are you doing it? You're doing it to serve the Lord. And this two ladies here, this, and notice something with me, please. They're both serving the Lord. Now, notice that. They're both serving the Lord. But it's how they're doing it. And one got jealous over the other, or one said the other wasn't helping enough. That happens so much in the service of the Lord. And people look at other people and say, well, they ain't doing what I'm doing. Well, you got to remember something. I'm serving the Lord. Now, if you don't serve the Lord, that's your problem. Amen. And, and that's a principle that you need to live by. And then you won't ever get your feelings hurt in watching other people how they do. Now, one ab- is absolutely necessary here if we are to live a healthy, happy, and useful Christian life. And that's what I pray for our people all the time. I want our people to be healthy, but also want our people to be happy, and I want our people to be useful for the Lord. Mary and Martha were entertaining the Lord Jesus here. Martha, a good hostess, busied herself preparing a meal for Jesus. Mary sat at Jesus' feet and listened to all the wonderful things Jesus had to say. I've often wondered as I read this story, man, I wonder what he told her. (laughs) I wonder what she learned sitting at his feet. Can you imagine sitting at Jesus' feet and listening to him talk? Martha probably said, what a wonderful privilege to prepare a meal for Jesus. Mary probably said, what a wonderful privilege to sit at Jesus' feet. But notice, please, they were both right in their thinking. Now look at verse 42 is the key verse here. But one thing is needful. Now, and Mary had chosen that one thing. Verse 42, Jesus said to Martha, they are careful and troubled about many things. And notice verse 42, but one thing is needful. Mary has chosen that one thing. Now, so this is the 
first requirement of every Christian uh, when it comes not service, not working, but the first thing is required of Christians is set at Jesus' feet. Learn of Him first and then serve the Lord in other things. Two main things here tonight. What does this one thing imply? What does it really mean to sit at Jesus' feet and hear His Word? Number one, it implies reception. Verse 38 says, Martha received Jesus into her house. Verse 39, Mary received Him also because before Mary could sit at His feet, she must first uh, welcome Him into her presence. So they both received Him. To sit at His feet and listen to His words implies that this reception had taken place. Now the question for every sinner is this. Have you really received the Lord Jesus Christ into your heart as definitely and truthfully as Martha and Mary has received Him into the house? That's number one. That's salvation. John 1 verse 12. But as many received Him, to them gave He power to become the sons of God, even them that believe on His name. So salvation carries with it a reception of Christ. Number two, it implies devotion. The fact that Mary was sitting at the Savior's feet indicates she loved Him very much. She knew how much she, He loved her, and she loved Him because He first loved her. First John 4.19, we love Him because He first loved us. Amen? So she loved Him for His own sake and for His teaching, and above all, for what He was going to do for her upon Calvary's cross. John 14, verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. Now, Mary did love Jesus, and in order that she might keep His words, she was listening to them and learning of them. Now, so the first thing we need to understand, if we're going to obey, if we're going to enjoy the presence of the Lord, we got to know about Him. Amen? we got to know what, what He uh, has to say in His Word about Himself. It implies submission. Mary did not stand. Notice she sat which indicates she was submissive to Him and recognized Him as her Lord. She subjected herself to His authority and to His teaching and to His truth. She sat in the place of humility. She took her yoke upon her and learned of Him, Matthew chapter 11. Now, she placed herself utterly and absolutely under His sway and authority. That's submission. I, I tell people all the time, and, and I believe this is the key to being happy in the Lord all the time. Whatever the Bible says, don't argue with it. Submit to it. Amen? Whatever it says. Now, where people get in trouble is, they start reading the Word of God, and they want the Word of God to submit to them, rather than them submit to the Word of God, and that will cause you trouble all the rest of your life. And where this submission is, is, submit to the Word of God. Amen? Secondly, why is this one thing absolutely necessary? It's absolutely necessary if we are to experience a well-balanced Christian life. Did you know that we're in this world, but we're not of the world? I, I never will forget the feeling that I had right after I got saved. I, I, I really prayed this. I, one night I was praying, I said, Lord, why don't you just take me on to heaven now? I'd be better off. Amen? And I really believe that. But God said, no. I, get you, I left you on this world for a purpose. 
So, <clears throat> if I'm left here on this world for a purpose to serve the Lord, God says we got to live a Christian balanced life. Did you know I need a car? I need a home. I need food on my table. I need clothes on my back, just like all the other sinners in this world. And a lot of people think, well, a Christian no, not little. Keep your mind on Jesus all the time. I just sit over here on this bench and keep my eyes on Jesus and God will take care of me. No, you've got to live a balanced Christian life. What that means, you've got to work or you don't eat, the Bible says. And a balanced Christian life is absolutely necessary in this life. Now, there's two elements of a well-balanced Christian life. One, are sitting and serving and receiving and giving. Now notice, the sitting must always come before the serving. Uh, John 10 and verse 9, Jesus said, I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go out in and out and find pasture. Now notice, uh, I am the door, but by me, if any man enter in, then he says go. And that's the way it is. You enter into the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation, now He sends you out to do His work. In always, first, then out. It's for worship, out for witnessing. Jesus did not rebuke Martha for her active service, but He showed her that sitting at Jesus' feet is a requirement for successful service. I know one thing. You can't be the servant that God wants you to be to serve Him unless you know all about Him. You've got to know what He wants and what He requires of you. If you want to know that, then you've got to sit at His feet. You've got to learn of Him. It is absolutely necessary for growth and grace. Now, notice some many Christians remain babies in Christ because they neglect fellowship with the Lord through His Word. Did you know there's a lot of people that say by God's grace and you say the least little thing to you, well, they'll quit. I mean, I'll take my little uh, toy and go home. Uh, they can't stand rebuke. They can't stand the least little thing that happens to them. They'll just quit on the Lord. That's a baby in Christ. And the Bible is filled, the New Testament is filled with the New Testament church of Christians. Grow up. Get a little strong in the Lord. 1 Peter 3.18 But grow in grace and in knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to Him be glory both now and forever. Amen. <clears throat> One of the hardest things that I had to learn that I can forgive anybody for what they do towards me if I understand what Jesus did for me. And when Jesus forgave me, brother, I can forgive you then. But if you don't know that and understand what all Jesus forgave you of and He don't tell you that, then you can't handle it. You want to get even all the time. But the problem is, God says first you sit and then you go out. Now it's absolutely necessary for clear guidance. There's nothing the Lord longs to do more for us than to guide us in all the details of our daily lives. Often we fail to hear His still, small voice. I was reading, talking to a man today and... Uh, he said he's uh, serving the Lord in his church. And I reminded him of this uh, story in 1 Kings chapter 19 where Elijah uh, called fire down from heaven. And Elijah wanted to know God. 
And God spoke to Elijah and said, What doest thou here, Elijah? He was running from Jezebel. And uh, God began to speak to him. And when he did, he, <clears throat> the Bible says that when he come down to speak to Joshua, I mean Elijah, he, there was an earthquake. But then the Bible says that God was not in the earthquake. Then there was a fire fell from heaven, but God was not in the fire. And then there was a mighty wind, and God was not in the wind. But then there was a small, still voice, and God was in the voice. Let me tell you something. Do you know where God speaks to me more than any other time? He didn't holler down from heaven to me. He speaks to me out of His Word, that small, still voice in my heart. You want to learn of the Lord, listen to Him. Listen to it. Put all the mess of the world out. Put the racket out of the world and say, Lord, speak to me. And He'll speak to your heart. And we need to live close enough to touch the Lord. Then we won't make many uh, wrong decisions in our life. Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. Listen to this. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not in thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge Him and He shall... Uh, all thy shalt desire thy path. Now, direct thy path. James 1 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let he ask of God, that give it to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. I really believe this because I know where I came from. I know my learning. I know my language. I know how I talk. I don't have perfect English. And I don't talk just right. And I have to rely on God a great deal. I think more than most men do. And I have I had a time learning to speak in, uh, in public and having the courage to speak in public. But one day I come to this fact. I can't do it without you, Lord. Lord, you're going to have to give me wisdom. You're going to have to give me and help me, Lord. And notice what this verse said. That give it to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. If you'll ask God for strength, if you'll ask God for wisdom, if you'll ask God for help, I don't care what it's in, God said, I'll give it to you. Trust him. Ask him for it. He'll give it to him. Now watch it. That's clear guidance. We're to follow. Sit at his feet for clear guidance. It's absolutely necessary for overcoming self. Martha was irritated and distracted, and she complained in verse 40. Now, look at verse 40 for just a second. And Martha was cumbered about much serving, and came to him and said, Lord, why doest thou care, why doest thou not care that my sister had left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. Now, notice, that could have been prevented if she had known how to get low at the Savior's feet. The one way of learning to overcome the self-life is by regularly sitting at Jesus' feet. 1 Peter 3, 4. But let it be the hidden man of the heart in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit which is in the sight of God of great price. You know what I learned a long time ago? If you're in the presence of men of wisdom, of men of learning, shut up. 
Don't talk. Listen. You learn more. And you know what a lot of people do? They know more about everything. You can't, I never will forget, I could give you illustration after illustration of people, but this one was so funny that he had said all the things, some of these old gray-haired men standing around talking the things that they experienced in the Lord. And, and he came down and one of them said, Son, if you'd have done all the things that you said you have done, you'd be 105 years old. You know, it's impossible for him to done, uh, do all the things that he had done. He was talking to the wrong crowd. I never will forget Brother Rolf one time. Uh, he was always a vegetarian, you know. He, he drank vegetable juice and everything else in the world, but he didn't eat meat and, and things. But, uh, and uh, one day I said, uh, Brother Rolf, what are you going to do with this verse here? where the Bible says that Peter prayed and God sent down him sheep with all manner of meat on his sheep and God told him, forbid not to eat of what I have blessed. I said, brother, what are you going to do with that? He looked at me just as sincere and he bowed his head like he did and said, now son, a little knowledge is dangerous. He said, if you'll read on, you'll find that God took that sheet up and he didn't eat a thing off of that sheet. You know what I did? I shut up. <laughs> I learned to listen rather than talk because he knew more than I did. And I think that's a service that we need to learn. And then when you sit at Jesus' feet, I guarantee you Mary didn't, wasn't asking Jesus all kind of foolish questions and talking back to Jesus and said, where would you find that out? How come you done that? So she was listening. Amen? And you know, I, I here a while back, there was a young man talking to me, and all he could talk to me about was doctrine. Doctrine. He didn't know more about doctrine, of all the doctrine in Scripture and the man in the moon, but he's going to tell you all about doctrine all through the Scriptures, of what was contained in the doctrine. He was using these big, long words. And I looked at him, I said, Son, how many souls you won this year? How many people you led to the Lord this year? Doctrine's good. But the main thing is getting people saved. Amen? And I got news for you. Anybody that's not a soul winner, I'm not interested in you teaching me doctrine. Because if you know true doctrine in your heart, you will be a soul winner. Amen? And so there's a right way and a wrong way to do anything. And I guarantee you, Mary didn't sit at Jesus' feet and argue with Him. She listened. She listened. She paid attention to what He said. Notice, please, the last thing. Absolutely necessary to gain His commendation. You know what I, I really look forward to one day? I, if there's one thing I want God to do when I get to heaven, if, if, I had a, if I had a choice in the matter, I would like to hear God say to me, Well done, that good and faithful servant. That's all. That's all I need. Well done. Isn't it going to be something when we get to heaven? Look at verse 42 one more time. But one thing is needful, and Mary has chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Boy, wouldn't it be something to hear God say that to you? You think about that for just a minute. You've done right. Now, He is pleased with our service, but most of all, He's pleased with our humble submission. Now, I believe... Don't you? That Martha, I believe Jesus said thank you for a good supper. Don't you? I do. I think He thanked Martha for being invited to her home. 
But he said, the one thing that I like is, you need to sit here and listen to me a while. And then serve. Amen? And if I could get every Christian first, I was reading something just this week. Did you know what Paul did when he first got saved? He went to the backside of the desert and studied God's Word and was taught of the elders of doctrines and things about God. Then he came out and went and served the Lord. And that's why he was such a great man of God because he first learned. Did you know the Bible says if you're going to be a pastor or a preacher, you're not to be a novice? You're supposed to be learned. And that's very important because you don't know the Scriptures right after you get saved. I only knew that I knew Jesus died for my sins or buried and rose again for my justification. I'm on my way to heaven. Praise the Lord. That's all I knew when I got saved. I had to learn. Learn. And I've had people just like I did my pastor come up to me over the years and say, Preacher, how do you know all these things? Because I, I was sitting with a preacher one time and he said, we had a teacher's meeting years ago and I was sitting there and, and I had this man going to speak for me to our teachers and workers and challenge them uh, for this year. And, and I said, I said, how long did it take you to get the message you're going to give our teachers and workers? He said, about 15 minutes. And I looked at him, man, that's pretty good. He said, yeah, but Brother Strong, I got 40 years of learning behind it. You see, that's what makes a difference. And that's what he's talking about here. Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, Will you bless your people tonight? Lord, we're so privileged to sit at your feet all the time when we open this book, your Bible, and read your Word. And Lord, it just seems like these days of this pandemic has left us in such a way that we can sit and we got time on our hands and just sit and read thy Word for the pleasure of it and listen to you speak to our hearts and warm our hearts. And I ask you, dear God, that your people would do that tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you very much for being here tonight.